everyone. Welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. <laughs> wow. <laughs> little singing musical introduction i uh, like it I you like know it. you know there you go so yeah. all right i love uh, a good musical you know that about me I, 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 yes i love the broadway musical so you love a good musical and a new thing i know about you you love yes. a good di- uh, you love a good dinner theater which i do too <laughs> i do i <laughs> i performed in as a young actor in doing musicals i did let me count one two three, four, five. I did five dinner theater productions in total. Oh my goodness. Yes. And was, were all of these in Florida? Like you were talking about? No, we talked about yesterday. The one in Florida, I I performed at a dinner theater in about 1984, probably. Uh, I was in the chorus of Annie, get your gun at the country (laughs) dinner playhouse in St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, oh my goodness. Spent a few months there. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, there's somebody listening right now going, I knew that was him <laughs> uh, after hearing this. Because, <laughs> you know, we talked about, I asked you before, is that yes. dinner theater still open? Because let's go visit. And then you said, no, unfortunately, it's it's shut down. But boy. I think it lasted the country dinner playhouse yeah. in St. Petersburg yes. was at a mall. Yeah. So you went into the mall and then it was like going into a department store, but they had a big dinner theater in there <laughs> and it was around for a couple of decades. Cause yeah. I, ironically, I Googled recently. I don't know why it came in my brain and I'm like, I mm. wonder if it's still there. Same question. Yes. And it, it looked like it shut down maybe 10 years ago or something like that. But okay. That means it was around through the seventies, eighties and nineties. Yes. Yes. And maybe the early 2000s. So it was a, it was a big a, a staple. It was, it was there for a long time. So that means there may not be somebody who has seen you in Annie, get your gun in the chorus, but there's yes. probably definitely somebody who has who been went to, to that theater, that dinner theater in, in yeah. one of those decades, right. Oh, yeah. That is also so. listening to this podcast and they're probably going, Oh yes, I love that dinner theater. So (laughs) (laughs) what we were talking about yesterday, how we should come up with a star Trek dinner theater. Yes. And you know, every month, every four weeks or so have a new play with some star Trek actors. Yes. And because there's so many theater actors that have been on star Trek over the years. Correct. I'd venture to say almost all, you know what I'm saying? I mean, a majority. Yes. And they would love to do that. That would be so much fun. Oh, yeah. The actors used to... I remember there was a, there was one convention out in the Midwest that would do a dinner theater night at the conventions. Who was... It was It was more like a staged reading. It wasn't a fully rehearsed, right. produced. But I remember I did a couple of them where it was yeah. like... It was, it was kind of like dinner theater. I did... Um, I think at a creation convention, we did a dinner theater night where people came. They got food at night. Right. And then... Roxanne Dawson and I did a reading of Love Letters, the play Love Letters. Yeah. As yeah. the performance. And right. that was really fun. And that still goes on. I think on the on the Star Trek cruise, I think Marina Sirtis did the Love Letters. Did a dinner but th- yes. Oh, she did Love Letters? Yeah, exactly. Love Letters with somebody else. I can't remember who it was. It's a wonderful so. play. Yeah. And and it's yeah. designed to be read. Like the, right. that's how it was. It was created to be sort of read as letters. So right, and there's others. You know, there's other plays that that would work well, right, yeah. for our Star Trek Star dinner Trek theater, theater idea. <laughs> yeah, you know. But then that's what he piggybacks on my my pipe dream of a Star Trek musical. You know, along the lines of Hamilton oh, or whatever. Yeah. Right, that could be something that would be super super cool. Right, that'd be fun. But maybe we need to start smaller with the dinner theater the and then move theater. to the Broadway yes. Star yes. Trek show. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Um, All right. What are we yeah, talking man, about? What are we watching this week? We are going to be watching a, a episode of Star Trek Voyager known as the gift, the gift the gift. Yes. So let's um, let's go watch. Yeah, it. let's go watch this and uh, we'll be right back. All right, everybody, we are back from watching The Gift. Yes, we are. The Gift. It was a gift. 
It was a twas. gift of an episode. It was. Yes, it Written was. by Mr. Minoski, so Joe Minoski. And uh, this is uh, Anson Williams' second directorial uh, endeavor with us, I think, right? So this After is only Real his Life. second? This is only his second? Yeah, yeah, because wow. Real Life was the first one, right? So the second one I, was... I, I haven't been keeping track. I remember okay. he did multiple episodes with us. Mm-hmm. But I do know that this was really well directed. Like, yeah, in yeah. the beginning, I was watching that... Great job. You know, that <clears throat> opening shot uh, after the ship flies by and then we're in the Borg, we're in the cargo bay, you know, Borg regeneration mm-hmm. pods and uh, and it's panning across just the reveal. I was like, oh, I immediately thought it was Rick Colby. Yes. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, Rick directed this. Yeah. And then when I saw yeah. Anson's name later, I was like, like, whoa, <laughs> he did good. He did some cool stuff. Yeah. Okay. I almost like Anson as much as I like you as a director. Almost. Oh, like he, yeah. Oh. yeah. Almost. You, he, you know he's what's, really good. He's really good. And you know what's funny? Um, now that I'm in a position these days of hiring directors and things like that, I don't see his name floating out there. So I wonder, I feel like I'd love to get him on the podcast and hear about his experience on our show and also just to see what he's up to. Because I, I, I don't know. The minute where, I saw his that? name, I thought, Oh my gosh, why don't we reach out to Anson? Yeah, we I really that. think that he would lo- a he would love to be on it because you know, I got along well with him. I'm sure you yeah. got along well with yeah, him. Yeah, I got along well, great. Right. Man. The last time I saw him was at the um at one of the Star Trek Las Vegas conventions and he really? was there with his wife and daughters. Yeah, you Aww. I guess you weren't there at that one. And um you know, we hugged. It was just a wonderful reunion. And he's just as amazingly nice and cool and awesome as he was back when he directed Voyager. Yeah. So I really, I really think that we should reach out to him. And that'd be great. I'd yeah. Love and to then, do that. you know, now that you're in that, that position of being a producer, you do have the, the option to suggest names to the production mm-hmm. company. So maybe, maybe bring Anson in to do some of the, some, work, I know, you know I would I love mean, it. Why not? Yeah. Um, okay. So let's start off with our, uh, our synopsis, our poetry yes. synopsis. Let's okay. do. Here is my haiku for the gift. Borg versus human. Kess develops new powers. Sends us closer home. <laughs> you like my nice. dramatic delivery? I my do. Dramatic re- Usually I don't think a haiku tends to be very, you know, very kind of calming and zen-like. Calm. Yeah, but I changed you were it. like drama haiku drama haiku i drama haiku it because there's so much drama and arguing between janeway and, and seven in this there one. there is and a lot it, of drama it affected me it affected one. me it did okay, okay. here's our right. limerick poetry for the gift lay it on me kess's gift grows stronger each day seven of nine is mad and doesn't want to stay she will not comply Janeway has to say goodbye. Kess pushes Voyager further on its way. Nice. See, look at that. Look at that. You're back. Or should I say you and Rebecca are back? <laughs> you know, I will. I will never. I will never verify. Uh, I don't know want to specify. I think you should verify and specify. You need to give credit where credit is due. Credit my is due to Rebecca. Yeah. She pulls these together with I, me. She, yeah, she's great. Yeah. I'm, I have to say, she's so. There's a few things that have surprised me, you know, with Rebecca. <laughs> number one, her ability to pull a limerick out of thin air is yes. quite amazing. That's yes, number one. And initially, when we did our first slew of designs of Voyager designs for, yes. uh, you know, for the Delta Flyers, uh, it was kind of like me saying, "This is what I'm looking for," and. Let's see what you can do. And boy, she did it. I mean, she which is great. Her she really, yes. Look, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's one design. of Rebecca's designs. Exactly. Here we go. There we go. Another crew that. member. That's my <laughs> Delta Flyers crew member. Yeah. It's a beautiful um, shirt. All right. So let's start off with the episode. Let's um, start talking about the episode. Yeah. Cargo Bay, uh, yes. Borg. What, what do you call that thing that she stands in? Is that a Borg regeneration? Unit, there's a name for it, and I'm sitting here going, What the heck is it? I can't remember. Regeneration Bay, maybe that's it. Borg Regeneration Bay, Bay. yeah, I think. Okay, wait, before we even see that though, Mm. there's a flyby 
of oh the of the ship. ship yes all borgified yes and it's borgified like yes. there's these it's just sections that are just glowing green so immediately you're like oh Ooh, yeah. that's weird they, well, they've taken over some of our ship it, um, ma- it made me think of nickelodeon and the slime you know, slime. on Nickelodeon, like slime. some radioactive green jello, whatever. But it was it was like, ooh, this is not the yeah. Voyager we're used to. Right? Yeah, I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. I like it like that. I kind of like it. It's I thought like, it was it's very... like party lights almost. Yeah. It's like glow sticks <laughs> everywhere. It's like it was. <laughs> OK. OK. Yeah. So, yeah. So and then we come into the cargo bay. We don't even know it's the cargo bay, really, because it no. looks like a Borg ship. It does. But uh, we we slowly come around and reveal that there's seven of nine asleep in her regeneration bay bay or board bay. <laughs> Very slow reveal. Right. I mean, it's, you're like wafting all around you're like, ah, and then you finally, come it's a on. big anticipation. Yeah. And there's Jerry Ryan in her full Borg look. You're right. Yep. Yeah. You're, and by the way, we talked about it, we you did. know, uh, before we recorded this, that I, I thought Jerry went immediately into her, full-time costume but she didn't she was no. in the borg look full borg look very cool design yeah, yeah yeah and basically seven wakes up and she's like get me back to my people yeah like i want to be back with my people and jamie's like i'm sorry but uh it's too we, dangerous it's too I'm dangerous sorry. for my crew i can't yeah. take you back there Mm-mm. and and you can see the beginning seven is really and i thought jerry did a great job in this episode by the mm-hmm. way yeah, really powerful, and so did Kate, and mm-hmm. so did a lot of people. We'll get into the scenes, but I thought Jerry mm-hmm. really, you know, for being a new cast member and a brand new character that we're mm-hmm. getting to know, you really saw this. I was very sad for her character, yeah, being disconnected from the collective, and she immediately she's like, I don't hear the voices, I don't hear my people. Send, yeah. Get me back to my people. That's mm-hmm. where I belong. Mm-hmm. And Jamie's like, Nope, nope. Um, not going to happen. Too dangerous. I felt yeah. very, um, I felt bummed out for seven. It was sort of like, oh my gosh, that's all she's ever known. Yeah. But that was her family. The Borg were her family. And yeah. we just yanked her out of that entirely. Or Janeway did. It was did, very was, sad. Right? Yeah. It was very sad to me. And this is the beginnings of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and seven starts getting physical and starts fighting and they have to sedate her right there. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's our first scene. And then we go to sick bay mm-hmm. and, She's sedated. She's on the uh, on the uh, the surgery bay or the the bio the, bed. Yeah, the bio bed there. Yeah. I thought this moment between the doctor and Tuvok is funny. <laughs> the doctor's like, "Mr. Tuvok, please, can you can you get out of the surgical bay? Can you step away from the from the you know the the bio bed or whatever?" Yeah. <laughs> and they just have this funny, I don't know. He's basically like, give me some room here. Can you give me some room to work? Well, yeah. And he makes that jab, that one comment. And he's like, well, that's a great comment for a security officer. And I just, I, I don't know what it was about this scene. It is funny, but part of me felt like the doctor was too human <laughs> in a way in this whole episode. I, I don't know what it was, but it, he was, it you're kind right. of, he was, it kind of bugged me. It was like, eh, he's not, he's kind of transitioning a little bit into like, you know, he's starting uh, to, he's starting to have a lot of qualities of yeah of a, of a, a human personality exactly for sure exactly he did he did right? for sure yeah i wonder by the way and we'll continue on with the plot for a minute mm-hmm. but one mm-hmm. thing that i immediately started thinking was if this is jennifer lean's last episode i i just kept reading into scene after scene yes n- yes not the story of kess but the yeah. reality of Jennifer Lean's yeah. last episode. Yeah, let, I totally know where you're going. I totally know where you're going. That, yes. That she was a part of with somebody. Yes, I agree with yeah. you 1000%. And let's talk about those specific scenes when As we they get come to there. Up, okay, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But I wonder if the reason I bring it up now is I wonder if part of Bob's, Bob Picardo's more kind of human side was the fact that he was really feeling. Um, moved or thrown from his game a bit of the I holodeck love that. character i love that explanation and that he was he was kind of feeling more human because jennifer lean in every scene was shooting some of her last scenes in the in the sick bay and they'd spent so much time together so that's you know i'm gonna say this right now if bob picardo ever gets arrested for some heinous crime you should be his defense attorney you are really good at that you defend <laughs> that, bob picardo that... very well and that's yes i agree with you I never thought of it that way. But yes, I think that a lot of these scenes or any scene that has Kess in it, any other person that is in that scene 
has been affected by the fact that this is her final episode. Yeah. So and it's a little he bit is off his more game. than He's, just the character. It's most, what's going on. Definitely. Is, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, okay. yes. So that, so now I'm okay with Bob's performance before I was critical of it. You know, I was thinking, well, wait a minute, this is not the doctor I know, but it's, clearly, I think it's because it was he's affected Jen's, by the fact that it's, yes, it's Jen's last yes. episode and every mm-hmm. scene was one of her last mm-hmm. scenes. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking of Jennifer, so in that scene, uh, the doctor, after Tuvok steps away and gives him some room to work, uh, the doctor says, hey, can you get a hypo spray and give me, you know, 10 cc's or whatever he asked for. Mm-hmm. And she turns towards the doctor's office and all of a sudden this hypo spray comes flying across the room <laughs> into her hand. And she's like, wow, I just thought about it in it. So immediately we're like, oh boy, she's got some new powers. Something's going on. <laughs> if and, I was, I'm and sorry. the doctor is like, even in that moment, the doctor's like, whoa, this is a big deal, but we don't have time to deal with this. Yeah. Uh, we'll deal with this later. <laughs> so we know something's going to happen. Yeah. Which, you know, it's, that's such a huge deal. I don't know why he even brushed that off, except for, you know, the script has to keep moving clearly, but yeah. um, I, I, I just think the, uh, it was a cool scene, but my, you know, I always see the the weird side or the comedic side, and yeah. it, I think it would have been funnier if, as as she thinks about it, the hypo spray bounces off of Tuvok and then hits the doctor and then lands up in her hand, like sort of like a pinball ricochet thing. That's my comedic been funny, my comedic been funny. Point. Yeah, nice. it would never have done that, but that's my weirdo mind thinking right now. Um, so yeah, so then he makes that jab at Tuvok about you know that's that's a great advice from a security officer, right? Yeah. And then we move to the captain's ready room and. Chicote is now talking to Janeway. Yeah, she's right? drinking coffee. By the way, I want to point mm-hmm. out she's Janeway drinking. and her, her her dang coffee cup. She loves yeah. her. Yeah, she loves her Java. She loves her coffee. Um, and, and by the way, she's drinking her coffee and staring at the laptop, and and she's staring at it very seriously. And then she yeah. has sort of a reaction. She's like looking at the laptop, and then all yeah. of a sudden she kind of goes, "Hmm." <laughs> and I noted that when I was, I was like, why, what just happened? Well, later on, after Chakotay comes in, she turns it around and she shows that it's the, she's done some digging. Yes. And she found out who seven of nine might've been. Right. Uh, she, she found some information on Annika Hansen. Yes. She's a very young girl. Her parents were basically hippies. They yes. were kind of like, you know, um, pioneers. They didn't want to be a part of Starfleet. They took off in a ship and disip- headed towards the Delta Quadrant, but they lost track of them, never heard from them again. See, this is something that is different from my memory. My memory was that her parents were Starfleet um, science officers, that they were, you know, part mm. of Starfleet in a, star- in a small vessel. But now we see from this scene that they didn't like Starfleet or mm-hmm. the Federation. They did their own. They were Mavericks and they yeah. did their own thing. They didn't even file a flight plan when they left Deep Space Four, I think is exactly. where they were at. Right. Yep. So that's something that I didn't know about. Um, I also feel that that photo of whatever child they used of young seven of nine looks nothing like her other than the fact <laughs> that she's blonde. That's it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, they could have improved on that. Um, but yeah, but, but now I think that's interesting information. information for the series that this mm-hmm. young Annika Hansen character yeah. came from a family of people that were kind of rebellious. They were, yeah. you know, loners, hippies, whatever you want to call them. They were, they didn't care much for Starfleet. Right. So it does inform seven of nines journey on our series, you know, mm, that she's yeah. kind of a little bit of an outsider, much yep. like her family history, yeah. even though, even though she doesn't remember any of this yet yeah. and over time grows to remember some of it, but that's going to yeah. be implanted, you know, implanted somewhere in there yeah it's a recurring theme i can see that yeah also also chakotay says in the scene that you know uh seven of nine may have been some of the first humans that the borg ever assimilated which is kind of cool that's right that she could be one of the original humans that would put her in a place in the borg collective of unique status you know if she was if her she and her family were yeah. Um, random thought about assimilation. If I don't say it now, I'm going to forget it. But you know how in this uh, we've been dealing with species 8472. So mm-hmm. that would be the 8472nd species that they tried to yeah. assimilate, assimilate, which then if you start thinking about it, 
oh my god like we as humans we are one species they've yeah. they've assimilated over 8000 different alien yeah, groups of people which is insanity right because later you know we talk about species 259 what the 259th species is is the one that uh, brought the technology uh, that happens to be all over um the engineering area, right. That we're trying yep. to get rid of. So now eight, four, seven, two. So they're already in the eight thousands at this point, which is wow. kind of scary. Yeah. That is scary. Okay. So we go back to sick bay mm-hmm. and the doctor's in the middle of this surgery yep. on seven of nine. And he removes that big implant. That's been on the, like the yep. biggest part of her yep. headgear. But I'm going to have to stop you for one second because yep. before that happens, there's this ethical discussion, right? This discussion mm-hmm. about whether or not, um, the, the removal of the implants should happen because Seven has clearly <laughs> made, she's made it very evident that she does not yes. want to be part of this crew. She wants to go back to the collective yeah. and she doesn't want any of that stuff taken off because that's part of her, who she yeah. is as a Borg drone. Yeah. So, you know, this, this sort of discussion between Janeway and the doctor then results in Janeway saying, well, you know, this is this is my decision because I'm the captain. You know, she didn't mm-hmm. really have a decision when she was when she was assimilated, and right now she's unconscious. So just go ahead, start with the surgery, and start taking things off. Um, yeah, against you know the will of seven, unfortunately. Well, it becomes very important in our in this story and in the series in general because this idea of a collective or individual um, will free yes. will mm-hmm. becomes a huge part of this episode. Yeah. And yeah. Janeway yeah. is basically saying right now she's not capable of making decisions for herself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to make them for her. Yeah. 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 Um, so he begins, but as at the very beginning of the surgery, she starts to go into, um, neural shock. Shaking, yeah. Shaking, she's shaking, shaking, shaking like crazy. <laughs> yes. Yep. And, uh, the doctor says, cast quick, stabilize her cortex or else we're going to lose her. Cass just sort of stands there, just staring at her. But then she realizes that she can see the problem. There's a Borg she implant. See, she's yeah. basically an x-ray machine. Cass she's an now- x-ray machine. She can see, <laughs> right? She she is a human MRI so, or, right. or an Ocompen MRI. That's so she, right. can, she can see right into this into the brains to everywhere, everything. Is and we kind of go, yeah, we go seven. into this kind of whoosh inside the brain. Yeah. Cool visual what effect. Her, yeah. What her point of view is, which we didn't do a lot of that on our no, show. This is, no. this is kind of an unusual and very modern kind no. of, this is kind of CSI, you know, yeah, way, very right? CSI. That's yeah. exactly what I wrote. CSI shot yeah. into her. Yeah. And we didn't do that a lot. In fact, no, it very rare. Yeah, it, that wasn't a common thing to do yeah. generally in television or film because no. that kind of s- computer-generated images, the mm-hmm. CGI technology was not that advanced back in the 90s when we were doing this. So that was a very advanced shot, yeah. very cool um, and hip, hip shot. Yeah, <laughs> which very, exactly. Which I thought was fun. Yeah, exactly. But Cass um, has this vision and she can go in and she not only can she see what's the problem is but she fixes it with her <laughs> telepathic mind yeah she removes it and then what? dissolves it she dissolves what? the whole thing like it's, it's, like, it's gone it's like, she's like got flying hyposprays now she's doing you know visual surgery magic surgery yes she's yeah. she well hey let's 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 just talk about exactly what this is i mean her doing this really without her doing this seven probably would have wouldn't have survived this surgery so you that's, know her coming true. through and pulling this uh, you know out of nowhere it, it just shows again how important the Kess character was and is for every yeah. for all of us for Absolutely. all of us for all Absolutely. of us. Yeah. Uh, there's a passage of time, right? There's a little yeah. passage of time. We're still right. in sick bay. Yeah. And the doc is showing everybody this eyeball. Yeah. Because- Look at this eyeball. He's so happy <laughs> He's and so, so proud. proud of his eye. So see now at this point, this is closer to the doctor that I know, like, you know, the, the little smug and complacent doctor that we know. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like, okay, here's the doctor. I remember. Um, Janeway then talks to Cass and, uh, 
you know, tries to find out what's going on. Tuvok suggests that there's a series of guided meditations that would help her better yeah, now, understand her new capabilities. Rebecca said this, and I agree. Why is Tuvok's answer for everything meditation? <laughs> it's like, oh, oh God, Tuvok, I'm a little gassy today. Well, uh, may I suggest some meditation? <laughs> everything is meditation. Yes. Hey, that's yes, the we've way had it a is. whole breach on deck seven. Well, may I suggest a guided meditation? <laughs> you know what? Okay, so now where does my mind go for the Delta Flyers? I want to pitch to Tim Russ to actually do a video series of guided meditations with we Tuvok. We should do where that. Yes. And then people can actually subscribe or buy the video program. Medita- meditation with Tuvok, right? I mean, uh, hey. Everything is, a, every solution is a meditation. Yeah. Therefore, it is also an Meditate, opportunity. you'll be fine. <laughs> yes. I love it. Um, well, now we're de- we're still in sick bay. More passage of time. Doctor Seven and Janeway. She is now revived, and boy, she is so not happy about yeah. these changes from the doctor. And I love how they go the dermoplastic grafts. And I'm thinking, you mean duct tape? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. can see, you yeah. can see the duct tape. Yeah, the, the duct fan- tape. Was it was fancy duct tape. But fancy it was duct, duct tape, tape, but it was still duct, duct tape, tape on her on her shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And seven just wants to return to the collective. That's all yeah. she wants. Take me back to my family. Right. I love the moment where the doc was super proud, by the way. He's, and he was bragging about all the things he had done. And Janeway just gives him a look. Like, a look. A look shuts him up. Lost. <laughs> Go get out of town. <laughs> and he's out. He's gone. Um, yeah. The scene with seven and Janeway, a long scene there by the biobed. Yes. Was just very sad to me. It was, it was, you know, next level from, what we had seen in that first scene when mm-hmm. she she first woke up and wanted yeah. to reconnect it's just yeah. Uh, yeah her pain was palpable it was really yeah it was really sad and and Janeway yeah. was saying like you know seven was talking about feeling connected to the collective and now feeling alone and just scared and alone mm-hmm. and Janeway's trying to say but you can have the same connection with humans right and in the end Janeway's last line when she basically is like I'm deciding what's going to mm-hmm. happen for you. Yeah. And she says, you must comply. You must comply. She used words that, that <laughs> seven will some understand. Col- yeah. Some Borg words. Some, yeah. Borg words. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then we go to engineering. Yes. And Harry see, and Bellana. This is the first Harry. time we see Harry. My first yes. time in this episode, I'm working we with see- your future wife and, yes. uh, Janeway brings Seven in to assist. And of course, Harry and Bellana are having issues, right? Things are still blocked yeah, up. The warp and, court, yeah, yeah just and they're court. not figuring it out. Right, right. Right. And I just love how Torres just sets the tone with Seven. She just right off the Gives bat, her she's little like, attitude. Yeah, you're not going to mess with me, Seven. You know, I, this oh, is, yeah. I'm, I'm Torres and I am, uh, I am a country of my own and you do not mess with me, basically. Oh, yeah. Right. So, yeah, she gives it to her. And, and even Seven Janeway sort of. After- yeah, Janeway says what what she says after. She goes, now that the pleasantries are over, let's yeah, go yeah. to work. <laughs> yeah. But I do a- I do feel that the way Jerry played it was perfect because Jerry as seven, she kind of she she un- she gets the jab and she kind of like just thinks like, okay, you're someone I'm, I'm gonna be make sure that I'm not gonna mess with. Like there yeah. is that that realization from seven or yeah. Jerry Ryan playing seven that, that yeah. you know Torres is not one to be messed with, which yeah. I love. Yeah, it was it was a good moment. We go to Tuvok's quarters. Is uh, it Tuvok's quarters for sure, or Kess's quarters? It's maybe definitely... it was Kess's quarters. Okay, I, I, it had the purple colors of Tuvok's quarters. That's right. Why so I... I wrote Club Tuvok question mark. So it's still club. It's still Club Tuvok. It right? looked let's like say Club it's... Tuvok. To okay, me. let's say yeah. it's Club Tuvok. Yeah, and they're working on a. F- um, they're using a meditation uh, lamp. Uh, lamp. Lamp. Yeah. Which, by the way. Uh, that little lamp is based on a, I don't know exactly where they got that, but it looks a lot like an, um, a lamp from an oil lamp from India. Oh. Cause I took a trip to India and bought oh. one there in Rishikesh, <clears throat> India that looks exactly that same shape. It's a very common kind of meditative um, Hindu, I guess it's Hindu or Buddhist meditation oh. for candles or oil or whatever. Uh, it's very cool. And I just, I, when I saw the shape, I was like, oh, I got one of those when I was over in India. When did you, refresh my memory, when did you go to India? When was I this? went to India 2008, 2009, something So this like is that. after the show was done. Yeah. And you went by yourself it on was a, a spiritual journey? Oh, it was no, a writer. No, there thing. was a writer's strike. Yeah. And my daughter, who was a senior in high school, Taylor, had been 
doing um, yoga training her senior oh. year. She wanted to get certified. Mm. And her teacher was taking a bunch of students to India yeah. where he had lived for a while on an ashram and studied yoga there. Yeah. So um, they were going for three weeks on this trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I, Taylor really wanted to go and I was curious. So I went with her as sort wow. of her chaperone. The rest of the people were adults that were traveling over there. Yeah. But she was the youngest by far. And so, yeah, I got to kind of tour around, do some of their yoga classes and things they were doing, but mostly yeah. just kind of went sightseeing and exploring. And it was great. It was That's awesome. I want to go trip. myself. Yeah. I'm... It was amazing. Great. But yes, okay. that little lamp yeah. that Kess was uh, meditating with looks a lot like a Hindu or an Indian. And I don't know if it's Hindu or Buddhist because uh, in India, there's, there's both cultures are very strong. And Muslims, there are also Muslims. And Muslims, there. yes. Mm. There's a lot of uh, mashup of, uh, of um, yes, religious cultures and spiritual Correct. culture over there. Correct. But yeah, they're looking at this uh, flame, and then he says, "Concentrate on the flame." And she goes inside the flame, yeah, and sees the flame at the atomic level, which was yeah. another CSI shot. Yeah, very cool. Well, at first she's doing the increasing and reducing the flame, right? Yes. And then she sees it beyond the subatomic. And then the visual effect they show yes. to me looked like a really cool computer screensaver at that point. It was a computer screensaver. I thought it was like an look. LSD uh, LSD LSD trip. trip. Okay, yeah, an LSD trip computer screensaver. We yeah. can hybridize our, our. We can put those together as yes. one. Um, and Tuvok says, hey, man, there's nothing. There's nothing beyond the subatomic. And Kess goes, no, there's a whole there new is. level of reality. And yeah. I want to try to control it. So that's when she starts to control the subatomic level. And that's when the meditation lamp and even the flame starts to phase in and out. And we just see, uh, you know, semblances of the episode twisted when the ship yes. was like, you know, kind of like mutating and whatnot. So, yes. Um, and Tuvok is now concerned. Yeah, Very he's concerned, concerned big time. Yeah, um, um, we go to engineering, mm-hmm. and this is when uh, Seven <laughs> talks about uh, the species where they got the technology. And Belon right. is basically like, "I'm not interested in a history lesson. Yeah, just yeah. go f- go fix this, fix your board crap." Torres tells Harry and Seven to go work on the Jeffrey's tube mm-hmm. inside Jeffrey's tube. There's stuff to be done there. And of course, we flash to the Jeffrey's tube where Harry walks in, followed by Seven and also a security um, member of the security detail that is- He waits uh, outside the door. Waiting outside the door, yeah. yeah. And then Harry tries to engage Seven in small talk. <laughs> That's exactly what <laughs> I, I wrote, the small yeah, talk. The yeah, small I, love the, I love the line. Oh, I guess the Borg meet a lot of people, don't they? Stupid question. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> under his breath. And we don't say a lot of stuff under our breath on this show either. No. So that was really, really that rare occurrence that I say stupid question, you know, uh-huh. which is a funny thing. They do meet a lot of people and then assimilate them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seven then sees the, with her supervision, she sees a Starfleet issue communications node and realizes this is her way back home, back mm-hmm. to her people, right? Mm-hmm. She calls Harry over to help. And this is where she, I don't remember this at all. So this scene shocked me when she backhanded me and, you know, just knocked me back Knocks and then you back. i wrote and you had you fall uh, out the door yeah. with the security guy and then and she land shuts on the door. yes but yep. i wrote down this is where harry experiences his very own psf pathetic starfleet fall so so far <laughs> you know, so far we've seen chakotay do it we've seen paris do it in yes. in the in a recent episode and now harry um, has, his PSF. has his psf and i i've paused it and then slowly inched it forward and paused it to try to see if that was me doing the stunt. I would, or a, and or a yeah, stunt. I, I bet I it was a stunt person. It's probably a stunt double because they, it's, it's a different yeah. scene, right? When she calls me in, then it cuts to the scene where she backhands me. So I think it is someone else. Um, I think it's my stunt double doing it, but um yeah, very. And pathetic. you don't remember doing this. I don't remember doing that at all. I don't remember. Her I don't hitting think me it would all. have been you doing it because uh, when you got, when, when Harry gets hit and falls backwards, you, he's kind of falling backwards blind. You you don't see where the door, like if you were doing that fall, you couldn't see where the door is. And that would be too dangerous for them to have you do because you could have hit your head yeah. or concussion. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yep. I think that would have been a, a stunt double doing yeah. that. Is my that makes guess. sense. That makes so sense. You don't personally have a PSF yet. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> that is a it's true. That is I'm my sure stunt double having a PSF, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Chicote, we, then we, Robert Beltran and I both did our own PSFs. 
<laughs> you sure did. You really, really. So did, did the other, the ensign that was working on the bridge, that girl. That, <laughs> That's Ensign Lang, remember? Ensign the, Lang. Yeah, who, who, who does her best uh yeah, wiggle yeah, what, like what a was worm who, yeah who's the who's the singer um axel Shakira rose axel rose oh, does axel that rose. sort of like that little worm wiggle when he sings right so that was yeah anyway all right so we jump to it's sort of back and forth between bridge engineering and club tuvok paris first time we hear paris first time speak. we see him yes. Middle of the episode, he detects that somebody is trying to access the subspace uh-huh. transmitter. And Torres uh, from engineering says Seven has erected some kind of force field. We do see in the background, both the security person and Harry are looking to try to find a way to get into that Jeffrey's tube. So Harry's clearly fine from being backhanded. He's okay. PSFs don't hurt them. PSF don't hurt <laughs> they, they just hurt your ego. That's they all. You know, totally you just... hurt your ego. <laughs> Um, then Kess detects what's going on, right? Yes. From Club Tuvok. And yep. she says, guess what? Something's I can take, wrong. I, I can, can handle this. I can handle this stuff. Kess is like, exactly. I got this with my new skills. <laughs> my new powers, yeah. So she does. She goes all subatomic and she gets over there and she shoots that energy beam and knocks seven unconscious seven and back, backwards, yeah. right? A little payback, right? So It was a little confusing exactly how she did this, but I'll give it to him. Like, sure, she's got- What confused you? Powers. What confused I, you? Like, what was she doing that sent that little lightning bolt out of the thing? Like, was she affecting the, the subspace transmitter in some way and trying to explode it? Or I just, I didn't, oh. I don't know. Like, where did that lightning bolt come from that shoots seven? No, back I, I just assume that, okay. I assume that she, you know, she took subatomic, um, she turned subatomic, Energy. went, yeah, she turned it and she went through the, the bulkhead. And then when she got right in front of seven of nine, she was able to access a power relay that was right there and magnify that energy and shoot it towards her. Okay. That's what I that thought it was. Good. Just a that all sounds back. good. You like that explanation? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like it. Okay. I'll buy that. Go with, we'll go with that. Um, we're now in the corridor where Tuvok is debriefing Captain Janeway. He's concerned. So concerned. There's He's like, a, there's hey yeah, a partial on multiple fronts. He's right. like, yeah, and we yeah. thought the subspace message didn't get out, but a partial subspace message mm-hmm. did get out. So mm-hmm. we don't know if the Borg detected it. We don't know if they can they can track us or not. But more uh, worrisome is the fact that Kev, that Kess destabilized the Jeffries tube at the molecular level, which then weakened the entire deck. The entire mm-hmm. infrastructure of that deck was was compromised. Mm-hmm. And so Tuvok just says, look, um, Kess is it's just not safe for Voyager or can't for herself. This she can't stuff. control yeah. it. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. safe for all of us. Yeah. Our ship could be destroyed with this That's new right. power she's got. Yeah, that is very, right. So we may have the Borg on our tail. We don't know. The ship's mm-hmm. falling apart. Things are not. This is not a good situation. Mm-mm. No. Um yeah, we go to the brig, which yep. I always love the brig set, by the way. Where did where did they put the brig? Do you remember? Wasn't uh, it over by engineering? It was, yeah, it was on stage nine and yeah. it was close to engineering. Um, and it's a great set. I love it. It's it a looks, great set. It looks I wonderful. Love that set. So yeah. Um, not the not good to be in the brig, but it's a nice looking no. set. <laughs> it always looks good. That glowing light for some reason. Yeah, the frames. Light. It always <laughs> looks cool. And Anson yes. did a great job, I think, of shooting those scenes. He anyway, did. He did. This is a, a an amazing scene between uh, Kate and Jerry. I think both yeah. did awesome work. And, really uh, good. And um, the whole, you know, you can alter our physiology and the fact that she refers to herself as the collective, as our, as opposed yes, to we, mine, yeah. Yeah, as we. You can alter our physiology, but you cannot change our nature. So the whole Fox and Scorpion story comes back in again. And yeah, Chakotay is like, right. We will Chico- betray you. Right. And Chakotay's dead on right. What he said before. Yeah. She, she, and as verified by seven, we're going to, I'm going to betray you. If I have any chance to get back to my people, I'm going to get back to my people. And she, um, and she makes a good point. She says, and she, and, and I love when Jerry sort of walked forward into the, you know, it's a close up up front. You could see Janeway behind her. And then seven turns and she says, so if, you succeed and you bring me back to my human form. I'll be an individual, right? Right. And Jamie's like, yeah, yeah, you'll be a human. You'll be. And she said, if I'm an individual and I then decide that I want to return, will you allow it? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Jamie's sort of caught there. She's yeah, like, she's stuck. 
She's and, and 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 seven basically says you're no different than the Borg. Like you're right. not going to truly let me be an individual. She calls her a hypocrite and a manipulator, basically, yep. right? Um, yeah. And and Janeway tried. I mean, she talked about her her experience with other Borg that have been separated from the collective, who yes. eventually, through time, accepted their individuality. But you're right; Seven completely catches her, um, and as yeah. she's unable to, she's unable to get out she, of. Uh, yeah. No, she can't. She can't get out. And yeah. so I would say, if you ever get caught for some heinous crime, I think seven of nine can actually defend can you. Be your defense yes, lawyer. your defense okay. attorney, right? And um, well, she then yells. She's really, really upset, and she goes to to this mode of screaming at Janeway that she wants she wants to be returned back to the collective, and Janeway remains steadfast and says, mm-hmm. "No, that that's not going to happen. You're going to mm-hmm. stay on Voyager." And uh, yeah, and so that last bit, bit of that scene is basically Seven saying that, you know, you're, you're just the same as the Borg. You're mm-hmm. no difference, right? Yep. Yep. Now we go to the mess hall mm-hmm. and uh, there's there's Neelix and Kess in, all by themselves in the mess hall. It's kind of romantic. And... With moon ripened Ocompan champagne. Yeah. I love that. Moon ripened yes. champagne. Okay. It sounded delicious. I got to yes. say this whole scene made me bittersweet and sad i thought i thought ethan phillips you know this is a scene where there was definitely jennifer lean's last episode this was their last scene together yeah i know that johnny phillips had really gotten close as as a very close friend Mm -hmm. jennifer lean and they had spent the most time together of you know he'd spent the most time with jennifer maybe uh you know as much time or more than the doctor but I would say, you know, close to the most time and, mm-hmm. and, and a romantic relationship and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I think they just felt like from the beginning, those two characters had been very close and the two actors were very close. And I just yeah. saw, I saw a lot of very authentic kind of um, acting that wasn't about necessarily just what was happening in the exactly. story. Exactly. Yes. But this was very much about, yes. you know, <clears throat> talking about something, you know, remember what I said to you, to the adventure, to the adventure, Neelix quotes. And you could see in the delivery of that and her reaction to that, like Mm -hmm. that they were talking about her next adventure after she leaves Voyager, after she Mm -hmm. leaves our show as an act, as a human, not, not just as a character, but Mm -hmm. you could see that there was, it was working on multiple levels. No, definitely. Yeah, definitely. The very bittersweet. Um, Cass starts to show her uh, new powers to Neelix and the table starts going through phase fluctuations and he gets a little concerned uh, when he says, stop. She says no. And just her saying no throws Neelix back for a loop. Mm -hmm. And she's, she's very concerned about that. Um, we jumped to the bridge. Harry detects this strange energy reading coming from deck two, specifically the mess hall. Yeah. That's when Janeway and Tuvok go down to investigate and they arrive to see Kess kind of fluctuating. She's like a hologram. She's yeah. like kind of yeah, fluctuating. Or, or a ghost or a image. Ghost, like a ghost yeah. image, right? Yeah. 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 And, uh, and she's Neelix's... down on her knees and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Mm-hmm. She's yeah, she's very destabilized. Yeah, interesting blocking though. I don't know if that was in the script or not for her to be on her knees at that point with Neelix kind of standing over her. And then when she gets back in, I would have liked to see her just collapse after that, you know, fall mm-hmm. on the ground. Instead, she sort of, sort of bowed her head, you know. But um, interesting blocking. Um, yeah. And um, then we go to sick bay. Yes. Now we're and in the, the doctor sick bay. says that she has destabilized at the subatomic level and then yeah. restabilized. A state of cell- cellular flux. Here, this is, this is a tongue twister. A state of cell- cellular flux. A state of cellular fu- flux is what her body was going through. Yeah. That was the destabilization process. Yeah. Um, Janeway tells Tuvok, you know, you need to enhance the structural integrity fields throughout this ship in case Kess has another incident so we don't uh, end up having a hull breach. So that was the last command. Mm-hmm. That Janeway gives a Tuvok in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bit of a passage of time where Kess, again, here, th- this is, I think, her final scene with the doctor when, you know, she asks yep. to stay in sickbay with him because she, she misses him. And she I says was, she misses him. Yeah, because she knows she's leaving. You know, not only does the character know she's leaving, but the actress knows she's leaving too. Yeah. So it's, 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 uh, it's emotional on, on multiple fronts here. Yeah, you know, I agree. Um, 
Uh, we go to the brig. Uh, Seven is freaking out. And it's Tarek. Tarek Ergen is is basically the you know security officer that's yeah. watching over her, and so he calls to the bridge. But that is clearly not, not Tarek's voice. voice. No, 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 no. If I was that Tarek, was, I'd be pissed off. I'd be like, you know was, what? Yeah, yeah. Somebody that was else. the loop group. The that loop group our, did it. That was yeah. our loop group. The people that do the crowd scenes or any additional kind of noises, I, group group noises. Okay. If I was Rick Berman or, you know, if I was the showrunner, I would have called the loop group and say, hey, um, here's Tarek Ergen's phone number. Talk to him for a minute. One of you guys imitate his voice. Like somebody could have had the ability to get or somewhere Tarek close to just, him. Could have just gone in and looped that for himself because he yes. does say, uh, Captain, uh, this is Lieutenant Ayala down yeah. the brig. Ensign Ayala. Ensign. Ensign. Yeah, sorry. Ensign Don't promote Ayala. him. Do not promote him before me. <laughs> okay. Ensign Ayala. But, you know, that is the, the name that we've called Tarek. Yes. Uh, whether he's had lines or not. I don't yeah. remember if Tark has had a lot of lines or many. He's, he did have, he had a line, had a line in basics one and two when Janeway is like, who else is a good runner here? He's like, I am. So he did have a line there. So right. he's spoken before. So it's not like, yeah. um, you know, it's not. That was a not matter him of, though. That, yeah, that definitely jumped not out him. to me too. Yeah. It bothered me. And yeah. I'm sure when he saw it, it probably bothered him too. I'm sure too. Um, but Janeway, Janeway arrives. Comes, yeah. Mm-hmm. She comes in the brig yep. and, um, and Seven wants out. Seven even says, I will kill you. Mm-hmm. When Janeway starts to come in, Janeway has a pad in her hand. Yeah. And she starts to come in and she says, I'll kill you. Yeah. And you can see Janeway pause for a minute and she goes, I don't think you will. And she takes down the force field and steps inside and shows Seven on this pad a photo of herself uh, when she was young as mm-hmm. Annika Hansen. Mm-hmm. And and you can see that Seven is moved, but doesn't want to deal with it. And she hits it away. Mm-hmm. Like she's, yeah, she's having a meltdown there. Yeah. By the way, the way the scene ends with her sort of hitting Janeway. We're trying to hit Janeway. Janeway sort of wrestles her from behind. Her. And I don't know why Janeway's bad. mouth is open the entire time. She's like. Yeah, well, she's was, like, it was very awkward and mm, was very awkward yeah. and just not believable. And just no. it was a no, yeah, no. And then it was a PSF. I think it was, it was a <laughs> pathetic Starfleet instead of pathetic Starfleet fall. That was a pathetic Starfleet fail, is what that was. <laughs> it it was. was like, what the heck? And, pathetic Starfleet and, fight. How about yeah, that? Yeah, okay, it was a pathetic yeah, another, Starfleet fight. fight. And then at the very end, when Janeway is they sort kind of, of sit down and uh, she's uh, when she's trying to comfort her or hug her, I didn't believe that in this in a in a million years. I did not believe that. That I didn't believe that, it was no. just all no, yeah. no, too awkward. Um, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it could have been yeah. it could have been uh, an ending of an amazing scene, but uh, it, it didn't it didn't pan out like that. But when well, she did say physicality and it mm. just yeah, because the staging didn't work. Yeah, I feel like they should have made that call in the day and just go, this isn't working. It's not yeah. like agreed it's not feeling like an emotional cap to the scene or right or even an authentic physical fight of any yeah. kind. Yeah. It's it's just and, feeling awkward. You know, and, and I'm going to play devil's advocate and just say that, and you agree with this in television, you don't have that luxury of feature film where you can spend days on choreography, choreographing no. a certain fight. We just didn't have time for that. Right. So I think it was just the rushed schedule and it manifested as this. What well, happens sometimes. Ending. Yeah. It happens yeah. sometimes. It happened with you and seven hit, hit your stunt double probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they did the take, they, they lived with it. It yeah. happened with me on the bridge when I, you know, <laughs> There's there, you just kind of rush through it. And, yeah. and as an actor, you trust that it, yeah. you know, that you're faking it as an actor, you know, yeah. that you're not really hitting someone or being hit. Right. So it's all pretend anyway. And you trust yeah. that they're photographing a version that looks like it's real. This just, this one didn't for sure. We jumped to Kess's quarters and yes. Kess uh, basically has called for the captain because Janeway shows up yes. and Kess tells Janeway that this is her time to leave. And all of those lines, forget about those lines. All the lines that are said in this scene were basically Kate Mulgrew telling Jennifer Lean, I'm going to miss you. You know, yeah. I can't believe they, they, I can't believe production has let you go basically is what this entire scene was. And this was the emotional one for me. This is the one where I started getting emotional, just watching mm-hmm. this, just, just knowing, you know, that this was, um, 
Well, Kate was very emotional, and you could <laughs> yeah. see Jennifer was very emotional. Yeah, both yes. of them. Both You're of right. them. Yeah, this this had nothing to do with actual Kess or Janeway. This no, was they were just saying they were Kate saying Mulder. words that were yeah. about these characters, but yeah. their their feelings and intentions in in the scene that was mm -hmm. filmed was all about saying goodbye to Jennifer. Yeah. And I yeah. do remember Kate talking about doing this scene, how hard it was. Oh, of course. It's very hard for Kate to, yeah. to, see, uh, to see Jennifer leave. Yeah, how was that dinner, real. by the way? How was that dinner? Which dinner? Which one? Do you recall uh, Kate set up like a goodbye, farewell dinner for Kess? That's right. And I didn't, I didn't make it because my brain spaced out. I completely spaced out. Uh, I completely forgot. That that was, was it on at the Kate's house. I, wherever mm, I thought it was at a restaurant or something, but I got a really, really pissed off message from Kate on my voicemail saying, wow. "Like, how could you forget this?" And the thing was, I was I wasn't doing anything. I was at IKEA. I remember this specifically. I was at IKEA going, "Wow, oh, I can blow off some time. I'm in Burbank. I have nothing to do." And I completely forgot about this Just dinner, and out. I I completely spaced out. And to this day, I'm still mad at myself for for missing that farewell dinner that kate set up for for jennifer God, i i don't um, remember you're not recalling I, mean, I what vaguely happened. remember it but i couldn't yeah. tell you i feel like maybe it was at kate's house mm, okay but i i can't i'm i can't that's remember. all right that's all right yeah and and it was very sad when you know uh they also go on the uh janeway goes over the calm and talks to the bridge and says um Kess is leaving us prepare a shuttle. Yeah. And, and there's reactions of, on everyone's reactions. faces, right? Harry's yeah. like, what? Yeah. We're a little shocked by it, right? Yeah. I and looked very stoic and sad. And I was like, wait a minute. If she says Kess is leaving, I would be like, what? Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. You would have had a different reaction. I feel like I should have had a different reaction. I agree. I feel like my reaction was more like, oh, I'm reacting again about Jennifer Lean leaving as opposed mm -hmm. to the reality of wait a minute this is out of left field leaving where yeah yeah you know i agree same with harry's reaction i could have i could have zhuzh, i could have judged yeah. it up just a little bit yeah. um but i really feel that that um that whole scene i'm going to rewind just a little bit that that the whole scene with janeway and kess in her quarters that's the most emotion that we've seen from janeway up until this point yeah i really feel right. that way and i and i talk about this at conventions that there are so many scenes from season one that Janeway had to reshoot because she gave too much emotion and the powers that be just kept kind of tamping it down and pushing yeah. it down. And thank God they didn't say reshoot this, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and cut the tears and whatever, because I think it was important to have that in yeah. there, you yeah, know? I agree. Um, yeah. But Kess starts destabilizing and they've mm -hmm. got to get this shuttle ready. And so they're, they're moving down the hall and yeah, because we can't beam her. We can't beam her over. Right. No, so can't beam her Janeway's over. escorting her to the shuttle bay. Yeah. Um, Tuvok shows up and says, Hey, let me help you mind meld and try to tries delay to this meld. transformation. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Which he does. He helps for a little bit. Uh, Janeway does. We don't see her physically put her in the shuttle, but we, we understand that that does happen. And now we yeah. jump to the bridge and we have conversations with, with Kess where she's inside the shuttle and she's, basically turning into destabilizing into this pure, pure yeah, energy. energy, this new reality. Um, and um, she says, I'm giving you the guys the gift. Yeah. And, this is uh, my gift to you. Yeah. And, and I love suddenly we're sort of this, the, the shuttle sort of glows with yeah. light from within and it doesn't really explode. It, it's yeah. They definitely created something that didn't feel like an explosion. No, no. Um, just a transitioning Time, yeah. Right? Even when the ship is flying through space, when it comes to a stop, yeah. um, you know, Paris says something like we're, you know, back to warp, you know, engines back to normal or, you know, whatever that was is stopped. Like mm -hmm. we're not traveling at warp. We didn't travel well, you, at warp. Well, you were, you were clocking the speed and then you're the like, speed, well, wait exactly. a minute. You said our speed is, and I love your line. You go, what you, was it? You first you say we're going this speed, this speed, and then you end with, "Whoa, our speed is impossible." Like, yeah, that's you, right. That was that's the that's speed. Right. That's what it, it was. Like it's not a number; it's just a descriptive term. It's like it's it's impossible, which yeah. I love that Paris calls it impossible that's because right. it's so fast that it's that, you it's, know it's we, not measurable. It's, it's not, not measurable. Warp. Yeah. 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 I love it. Though. Yeah, it was very cool. Mm -hmm. And then when we come out of warp, it, we're flung 9.4 thousand year, light years further, 10 years closer 
and we're 10 out light of, years. Yeah. So we're out of light space. years closer and we're yeah. out of Borg space. So, right. so the other one, jeopardy of being still being in Borg space is over. She's given us this gift of safety yeah. and helping us get home. Yeah. yeah we're 10, we're one tenth. We we're more than one tenth. Cause if you say it's 70, 70 light years, 70 years to get back home. And she's shaved off 10, you know, 10 years out of the mm -hmm. 70, that's more than 10% of the way. So that's good. We're happy about that. Um, now we jump to Cargo Bay, and, yes, and now we finally it's the, reveal the here's cat the reveal suit. of the cat suit, the silver uh, Olympic speed skating suit that she's wearing, minus the hoodie, and she's standing there like striking a pose. You know, she's got that little pose yes. going on. <laughs> and it's funny. I like the fact that it wasn't like completely gratuitous. You know, body yeah. shots or whatever. Right. It felt, you know, it was a nice wide reveal of the cat suit, but. Um, the doctor explains, he says, I, I, I took the liberty of stimulating some of your hair follicles, a vicarious experience for me, as you can imagine, which I love that line. Um, why she needs hair, I, I don't I wonder know. If he, did, he, did he write that? Hmm? Did he? Uh, I don't interesting. Know. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, and then she tells uh, Janeway that her favorite color was red. Yeah. She says, <laughs> she says red. And Janeway yeah. goes, what? She says red, yeah. the child you spoke of, her favorite color was red. Yeah. yeah. And it, it feels a little too, you know, that loose end was tied up too quickly. All that tension with Janeway. And then at the end, she's like, well, I've got my new suit on. I've got my new hair and I'm not going to rebel and try to get away from it ever again. I'm done. I don't I'm know. I feel like, I feel like Janeway's, um, you know, Kate's performance was very cautious Mm -hmm. I feel like this little, you know, gesture of, yeah, I can remember something maybe of that little girl, but only a vague, a vague connection there right. at this right. point. Okay. And then we go to Tuvok's window of his quarters and he's lighting the meditation candle. lamp. Yeah. Meditation so lamp. we're back at club Tuvok and the very final scene of this episode is really Tuvok remembering or thinking of Kess. And, yeah. um, and we pull back away from his window. We see the mm -hmm. whole ship. We see Voyager. We see space. We just keep pulling back yeah. into this kind of infinite space. And right. this, this pure energy that Kess is everywhere. Yes. That's what I got from that. Yeah. Last I, I agreed. Exactly. Yeah. No. We didn't do that kind of shot very often where you no. sort of are outside of the ship and pull back, you know, seeing seeing a perspective from the outside looking in. We didn't do that very often. I thought yeah. it was super cool. I wish we did it more. Yeah. The only time I can think of is from the shoot where Harry kind of realizes yeah. that they're not underground and it pulls back from that little window and it's yeah. he's on that space station prison, right? So um, not a common uh, choice by the uh, production staff so yeah. it was um it was bittersweet really the whole episode right yep. just agreed uh just emotional it's sad um what was your theme did you have a theme for this one um i had a theme I'll give it you, you you start the lesson that i learned was um basically once you're connected that you'll always have that connection somewhere deep inside of you no matter how far apart you might be mm -hmm. so once you're connected to someone or something like the Borg, that the Borg will always be part of seven. And once we're connected to Kess, that she becomes this pure energy that we're always connected. I just, something about that idea for me was the lesson here of feeling connected, uh, feeling the presence of your past, you know, whether it's Annika and seven and that past, whether it's the Borg still being a much, very much a part of seven whether it's Kess being very much a part of all of all of the crew. I think that that was the idea that landed for me. Okay. I like yeah. that. That's a very, you're pulling back sort of like that final shot. You pull yeah. back and saw the overall lesson. Yeah. I think for me, um, my lesson is sometimes you're, you're put into a situation where you're not happy with it and you are fighting it tooth and nail and fighting it. And you're getting nowhere from fighting it. And so at some point, hopefully sooner than later, one will come to the realization that one must go with the flow. No matter what horrible situation or unsatisfactory situation you're thrown in, you kind of have to go with the flow. You have to accept that situation mm. and let the universe unfold and let, let the situation take care of itself 
by mm. putting it on autopilot and not trying to force it, you know, don't, don't force that square peg into that round hole, which mm-hmm. kind of was what was happening with Jerry, you know, with, with seven, seven is, is fighting and fighting and fighting and realizing I, I still want to be part of the collective and this is the way it should mm-hmm. be. And, and really Janeway's not going to let that happen. And so the moment she accepted it and realized, okay, mm-hmm. um, I need to, I need to just go with this. Uh, let's just see where this takes me, you right. know, release, right. release, the tension by releasing your preconceived thoughts and just mm-hmm. letting things happen. Right. So that's mm-hmm. the lesson I, I kind of found. From nice. This. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Okay. Well, that was fun. Here we yeah. go. Season four. Woo. We're moving. Yes. We're yes, chugging we along. Are. Right. I mean, we, we, we're already in, in the second episode of season four. We're heading towards the midway point of star Trek Voyager. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So next episode, uh, next week, guys, join us when Robbie and I talk about Day of Honor. Day of Honor. This is a big Klingon slash Torres episode. So um, we, I can't wait to, to review that. I think there's a little Paris in there, too. I'm sure there is. I think, I think <laughs> there is. All right. That'll be fun. I'm excited. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week.